0: Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message.
1: Isaiah chapter 9, let's read into it a little bit here. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number... One. Judging by the colors of the people out here today, Christmas red, it must be Christmas time. Isaiah 9 and 1. Verse 1 says, Nevertheless, th- that time of darkness and despair will not go forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea will be filled with his glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood bloodstained by war will, be, will all be burned. There will be fuel for the fire. So I want to just stop right there and and, and ask a question. Has, has this happened yet? It says the people who walk in darkness will see a good great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warriors and the uniforms of bloodstained by war will be burned and they will f- be fuel for the fire. So let me ask you a question. Has any of this happened yet? Someone says no. Someone says yes. Someone says what? Someone says yes. Someone says no. Someone, anyone have anything other than a yes or a no? Anyone? Well, I would say that it's a yes and it's a no. In other words, some of these things have already been fulfilled. Those who lived in darkness have seen a great light. That's been fulfilled. Those who had the yoke of slavery upon their necks, that too has been fulfilled. There's no reason for us to have a yoke of slavery over our necks anymore. Some of the things that will happen will happen as things go along. But what I want to talk about with you today is that which has already happened so it says in verse 6 and this is a scripture we want to kind of concentrate on it says for a child is born to us a son is given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of armies, of heaven's armies, will make this happen. So I want to go back to verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born. Has that happened? That has happened, hasn't it? The government will rest on his shoulders. Has that happened? The government will rest upon his shoulders. In other words, that he will rule. Has that happened? Has it happened? Some say no. Some say what? Some say yes. Some say no. Some say yes. It's a yes and it's a no. How do we know? It has happened for me, but it will happen over the whole earth one day where he will govern everything. Right now, it's voluntarily he's governing as we give him reign in our lives. So he reigns relative to our reset, receiving him and allowing him to reign and to rule in our lives. But there will be a one day coming where he's not asking questions. He's not making invitations. He's not giving commands. He said, I am the king and I reign and rule over everything and everything will submit to him. That's where we get the scripture. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord. He is the ruler of all. So not all of that prophetic word has come to pass, but it has come to pass in my life. And it has come to pass of those who have surrendered their hearts and their will to God. He is now the reigning rule. He is, a dem- he is the one who rules and reigns in their hearts, if indeed we allow him to. So it says, for a child has been born to us, at, at has been ha- that has happened, a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called, and these are some words we want to kind of take a quick look at, and then we're going to go backwards, and then we're going to go forward, all right? So it says, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now that is a description of Jesus in full. It's, it's like this. Anyone ever watched the movie, Sandlot? The great Bambino, the, the Sultan of Swat, anyone ever seen that? Who's is it describing one or two people? The Sultan of Swat, the great bambino. It's talking about one person, and that person is Babe Ruth, right? And so a lot of people didn't, you know, if you've watched the movie, you've got to watch that. You're killing me, smalls. How many of you have no, Only us iconic kind of folk. How many? Let me ask. How many? One. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. Raise your hand if you've seen Sandlot. Okay, all right. So you don't watch it every year, I don't guess. All right. Anyway, so they talk about Babe Ruth, and they kind of herald Babe Ruth as, you know, the greatest baseball player ever and so on and so forth. But the, the, the thing that stood out about that is this, is that they, they describe him with several words. The great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, and there's another one, I can't remember that other one. But they're talking about one individual. Well, this is talking about one individual as well. as well, A wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And so to me, those words are a description of the last word or the last a label, and that is the Prince of Peace. He talks about him being a wonderful counselor. That that wonderful counselor means this. It means a marvelous, extraordinary advisor. A marvelous, extraordinary advisor. One who has uh, insight on everything. He's a wonderful advisor. He's a wonderful counselor. He's been given to us to counsel us through life. Isn't that wonderful? He's a wonderful, marvelous, extraordinary advisor. And then number two, it says he's a mighty God. Now what do we mean by a mighty God? We mean someone who is audacious, bold, and heroic. Like, like mighty, mighty, like, like, like when we talk about mighty, I don't even want to put it in that frame. But, but it's talking about superhero. So he's a, he's a wonderful advisor, a marvelous advisor, but also he is a hero. I mean, he swoops down into our situations and he delivers us. So not only does he know all things, he's all knowing, omniscient. But he's also omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful. So another description of God that he wants us to be, what he wants to be known by is one who will swoop down and do heroic acts in our life. No matter where we find ourselves in, no matter what our situation is, no matter what we need, he says, I can swoop down and I can, I can, I can change it. I can make it right. I can do something about it. He's a mighty God. So it's one thing that just have advice, but it's also another thing to be able to do something about our situations. He's a mighty God. And then next it says, he's an everlasting father. He's an everlasting father. In other words, he's not a father that will be here until times get rough and abandon us. He's not a father that never was in our life and rejected us. He's not a father who who plays around or is unfaithful or or does some other stuff. He is a faithful, everlasting, always will be their father. So let's rehearse that one more time. He is a marvelous advisor, in-depth advisor, extraordinary advisor, and then number two, he is a mighty God, swooping in. Anyone who calls upon the Lord shall be what? Saved. He swoops in. Many of us have been saved out of some stuff. We've been saved out of some mess. You know, we've been saved even from disaster. We've been saved because he's a mighty God. He hovers over us. He watches over us. He he makes us, us, his most important um, object in the whole wide world. And then lastly, he is a wonderful stay, stick with it, steadfast, never will leave, never will forsake, never will abandon father. That's what he is. And then lastly, I think this is a description, Prince of Peace I think that just describes or is the the end result of of all of those other three. So when we talk about Prince of Peace, we're we're talking about a word called shalom. Everyone say shalom. 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 So shalom is a word and it means several things. It means safety. It means soundness. It means uh, welfare. It means happiness. It means um, security, shalom. It means prosperity. Because, see, if you have a wonderful counselor in your life, you have a mighty God in your life, you have an everlasting father in your life, you're going to have peace. Another word for shalom is there's nothing missing, there's nothing broken in my life. I have all that I need. I'm all right. As, as Alton said this morning, I'm good. No matter what's going on around me, I'm good because I got a counselor, I've got a heroic figure, and I've got a father who's all of those things. One of the things that we love about uh, uh, someone that we, that's in our life is their potential to do good on our behalf, right? Their potential to swoop in and help us out no matter what. And and that's the legacy that we as as fathers, as it were, just in the natural, that's the legacy that we should leave for our children. Is that, number one, if you need to ask a question, call me. I can help you. If you need me to swoop down and help you out with something, I will. And and guess what? I'm not going anywhere because I'm committed to you. And that's going to bring about what? Great peace. Are y'all with me this morning? So when he talks about the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace, he's talking about the ruler, or better yet, the administrator of peace. The administrator. In other words, the one who gives it out. He's the administrator of peace. The U.S. government government is not the administrator of peace. It's not, and I don't mean it in, 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 a, in a negative way, it, just, it doesn't have the capacity to do all those things, to counsel us, to, to, to swoop down and help us, to, to be an everlasting, an everlasting father, to, to be there all the time, never changing. It changes at least, as a presidency, it changes at least every eight years. It's going to change the thoughts, the, the ideas, the rule. All of that is going to change. But God says, I will, ne- I'm, I will never change. I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm what I am today. I'll be that today, tomorrow, and forever, right? And so we have this in God. We have this in God. So I want us to look at something. It's called the, the rule of first use or first mention. So let's look at this word shalom. When it was first mentioned. All right? So the word here, again, it comes from the word shalom. It, it means um, ad, um, uh, so the, the administrator of peace, the administrator of safety, the administrator of soundness, the administrator of welfare, of wellness, the administrator of, of completeness, the administrator of prosperity, and the administrator of rest. And in in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it says this about this. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it says that he is our peace. And so the word shalom in Hebrew is the same word uh, as as another word in the the Greek that is also peace. In other words, he, he is our ability to stay connected, to not lose it, all right? So law first mention, look at Genesis chapter 15 and verse 15. Genesis 15, 15. I'm reading out this out of the Amplified Bible. That's what I was studying in, and I just kind of stayed with it. So you can put it on either one of them. I think they'll, they'll get it. It says, as for you, you shall die and go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried at a good old age. The law of first mention, the first time the word shalom that I can find out is mentioned is in this particular scripture where it says, And you shall go to your fathers in peace. So we need to find out that word being spoken the first time, it says, You shall go to your fathers in peace. So so what I'm asking is, what is that? What was what did he go to his fathers in? He said he went to him in shalom. He went to him them in shalom. So let's find out what that's all about. Are y'all ready? So look at Genesis chapter, chapter um, twenty four, chapter twenty four. And verse one. It says, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham. In all things now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Now, one of the definitions of Shalom is what? Prosperity, right? He had prospered him in all things. So at an old age, Abraham had been prospered in many things. Now verse 35 let's look at this. Again, we're tracking what is Shalom. Verse 35 says, the Lord has greatly blessed my master in verse, in, 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 uh, verse uh, what is that, 25, 24. It says, the Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great, wealthy, powerful, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and servants and maids and all camels and donkeys. Now, when we look at that, that that's what shalom is to Abraham. He says, the Lord has what? He's blessed my master. And he's given him wealth and power, flocks and herds and silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. Because he is, com- in this way, regards to his well-being, he has done well. So he says, he is now in peace. If you can imagine him going to bed, uh, going, being on his deathbed broke no goods, nothing to speak of. He wouldn't have gone to rest in peace. That's shalom. There was nothing missing, nothing broken in Abraham's life. And the Bible says that Jesus is the what? The prince of peace. He is the administrator of peace. All right, let's look at some more scriptures here. Look at... um, Genesis chapter 13, Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2. It says, how would you know that? That was so quick. You must have just thought that, didn't you? He says, and Abram was extremely rich in livestock and in silver and in gold. Now remember how Abraham left um, his hometown. He left there not with all of these things. But God richly blessed him. He made it so that he was extremely rich in livestock and in silver and in gold. Now, I'm only using these terms because it gives you a definition of what they were meaning by shalom. All right? In this particular way. As far as he could um, uh, entertain God, God had richly blessed him. God had brought to him shalom, peace. He wasn't scavenging around. He had what he needed. All right? Everybody with me? All right, let's look at some more scriptures here. Let's take it up to the the New Testament. Look at Mark chapter 5. Mark 5 and verse 34. He says, Then he said to her, Daughter, Your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. Now the word peace here is a Greek word and it's called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or not, Irene. Irene. And it means prosperity, it means peace, it means quietness, it means rest, it means health. It means all the things that we talked about in Shalom, now given to him by Jesus as he's walking upon the earth. He uses the word and go in what? In peace. He says go in peace. And so we have to tie peace to restore your health, go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. In other words, that's not the only thing that he administers, but it definitely is included in here, right? In other words, when God, when God is about our peace, when he is the administrator of peace, it means that he's the administrator of every single thing that we need in our lives. Health, wealth, soundness, healing, security. That is the salvation package, and he's the only one that can administer, really administer that to us. Now, there's ways of gaining wealth, obviously, but how many of you know there's good success and there's bad success? Good success and bad success. Bad success is you gain all the wealth, but you're broke down, tired, beat up afterwards. And you've lost your mind, you're not stable, you're emotionally erect. That is not good success, even though it is success. And that's what we see out in the world. Many, many people in in the world, especially when we look at celebrities because their lives are so out in front of us, we see them have a level of worldly success, tremendous success. They have wealth, they have all those things, but they don't have good success. They don't have good success. In other words, they can't enjoy it because they can't stay with one woman long enough or one man long enough. They can't raise their children. Their children are wrecked. They're beat up. They're broke down. They can't keep anything whole. See, when Jesus, Jesus is our peace. In other words, he is the one who keeps our lives together. Without him, we enter in what a law called entropy. And the word entropy means as further something gets away from its source, the more chaotic and more disorder, progressively it becomes disorder. And so God is our source. I said God is our source. He is our peace. The the kingdom of heaven is called the oxygen of the kingdom of heaven is peace. He is our peace. He's the one who says, I am that I am. I am. I am everything that you could possibly need. I am that. You turn to me and I'll give you what you need. I'll give you a sound mind. The Bible says he's not giving us a spirit of fear but of love. He Jesus has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All that we need in life comes from the person of Jesus and now the Holy Spirit. So if my life goes into disarray, it's going in disarray because of a progressive disorder. The further I move from Jesus, the more my life becomes disorderly. I, I, I don't, this is something, I don't even have to prove it. We can go out and look at it. We can go out and look at lives and lives that have been pulled away from Jesus. We can look at the life and tell that the further they are, there has been a progressive disorderliness. A progressive disorderliness. I know people who are going through the same thing, one getting their needs met through peace, Jesus, and another one's not, and one of them are a shipwreck, and the other ones are striving through it. Same situation, same uh, disorder or chaos around them, but one is going through chaos in order, and one is going through chaos, and the chaos is breaking them down. All of us will one day come to this realization is that Jesus was our peace, but why do we need him to 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 come back and say he was our peace when we can know it today he is our peace? Let me show you another scripture here look at look at um look quickly to a scripture in in the bible um look at let's find it here come on, you find it where are you at look at Look at uh, la, 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 la. Luke chapter, Luke chapter, Luke chapter 19, verse 42. Luke chapter 19 and verse 42. Say this, he is my peace. I'm going to start at verse 41 in this. It says, As he approached Jerusalem, I saw the city and I wept over it and the spiritual ignorance of its people, saying, If only I you had known on this day of salvation, even you, the things which makes for peace. Same word. Shalom. And I'm not going to say the word in the Greek because it's hard for me to say. But shalom. He says, say, saying, verse 40, if only you had known on this day of salvation, even you, the things which make for peace, and on which peace depends, but now they have been hidden from your eyes for a time of siege is coming when your enemies will be put up, will put up a barricade with pointed stakes against you and surround you with armies and hem you in on every side. And they will level you to the ground. He said, listen, he says, if only you had known the day of your visitation. You know when the day of our visitation is? The day of our visitation was when Jesus was offered to you and we had an opportunity to either receive him or reject him. That was the day of our visitation. Thank God he doesn't visit but once. Thank God he lingers around. Thank God he'll stay for a little while. Thank God he'll keep on wooing us to himself until hopefully we will surrender to him. But he said, I don't want you to miss out on where what I have for you and it is peace. I've been on this earth 55 years now. And every single day now, I need his peace more and more. I need his word in my life more and more every day. I need to be able to go to him more and more and receive help in my time of need. I need it more now. And I understand now that as things start going a little awry, I can turn to the rock. I can go to Jesus Christ. I can pull out the word and instantly as I'm beginning to fall apart and go into disorder, I can read the word. I can hear the word. I can listen to the word. And, and it seems as though I go like this and I go back in order again. Back in order again. The only thing that has allowed Kim and I to remain together for 28, 89, 89, 29, 8, 8, 29 years, something like that. It's not that we've not faced things. It's not that we've not had temptations. But it's because we have the word of peace. The Prince of Peace rules in our life. And he constantly ministers out peace to us ministers out peace to us. We're not making it because we just look so good. We're making it because we have the Prince of Peace in our life. We're making it because we have said we can't make it without you. We get up in the morning... And we read the word of God because we can't make it without him. We will go in disorder. We will be fragmented if we didn't have him in our lives. He is our peace. I said he is our peace. And I'm certain that God weeps over us when he says I'm right here. I'm as close to you, he says, even in your mouth and in your heart, even the word of faith which you will speak out. How do we release peace in our life? We release it by putting it into our hearts and letting it come out of our mouths. There is absolutely no reason for a believer to ever live a day without peace. To ever, ever live. I mean, do we have temptations? Do we have opportunities to not be in peace? How many of us say, amen, I've got, I, I have opportunities all the time to not be in peace. I have plenty of opportunity to not have peace. And I suspect you all too have reasons not to be in peace. But he is my peace. I said he is my peace. I said he is my peace. I would not want to live life without him. I would not want to exist without him. I would not, I I don't even want to think about where I would be without him, without the peace of God in my life, who is Jesus. Now here's what Jesus tells us concerning peace. He says this to us. Look at another scripture here. Verse, John fourteen twenty seven. It says, peace, same word, shalom, or the other one. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I'm like out, man. We We do need a little push button out. Like when you get a good place to shout, this is it. (laughs) This would be the place right here. He says... Not as the world gives. In other words, the world cannot give us wholeness, completeness, soundness, safety, healing. It can't do it. But Jesus can. See, in the world, we're going to either barter and trade or we're going to go to war. Barter, trade, or go to war. And all of those things, bartering and trading and... Going to war. That means fighting for it. In other words, I'll trade you for it or I'll just go in and take it from you. That's how the world exists. It's constantly bartering and trading. It's constantly going to war over things that it wants and it wants to take it because there's not a rich supply of it. So it seeks to get it itself from you. And so that's an ingredient for a lack of peace and disorder. Think about it. If every day you had to go and fight for everything, if you had to go to war every single day, if you had to go and barter and trade and and be in negotiations every single day, baby, I'll do this for you if you'll do this for me. I'll go over here if you'll go over there. I'll make this happen if you'll make this happen. Or you better make it happen. That's not a way to live life. That brings forth a lack of peace. But we live by grace. We live by the richness of his abundance. The Bible says we reign in life through the abundance of grace. In other words, there's a a, a, a supply that cannot be worn out. So that's where we get our supply from, from that grace. Says not as the world gives, give unto you. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Last thing, the last couple of things maybe. Look at verse. Look at verse um, Luke chapter ten. and verse five. And and let's just start out at the verse, verse one. It says, now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them ahead of him, two by two, into every city and place where he was about to go. And he was saying to them, the harvest is abundant, for there are many who need to hear the good news about salvation. But the workers, those available to proclaim the message of salvation are few. Therefore, prayerfully. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And go your way, listen carefully. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not carry money belt, a provision bag, or extra sandals, and do not greet anyone along the way who should delay, you? who should delay you, who would delay you. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace, shalom. That is a blessing of well-being and prosperity and the favor of God. Whatever house you enter into, say peace. That is a blessing of well-being and prosperity and the favor of God to this house. And if anyone is of any of anyone of peace is there, someone who is sweet-spirited and hospitable, your blessing of peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. So, so we're carriers. We're carriers of the peace. The Bible says, where is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is within us. The peace of God, the air of God, the oxygen of God is within us. And so it is our responsibility before God to literally go before him and, and to go into places And and to see what the affections are, to be led by our affection, be led to a place where we we can distribute uh, as administrators of God. The Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. It says that we are his ambassadors, that we are to go out reconciling the world to ourselves. So believe it or not, you and I are the carriers of peace. We're the carriers of Jesus. When you go into a room, when you go into a house, you should change the atmosphere. Your presence, my presence, our presence, as believers in the Most High God, we should absolutely change the atmosphere. That's why we've been left down here on this earth. That's why we've been here, is to bring and to be administrators of the peace of God, of the wholeness of God. Of the safety of God, of the security of God. And we're looking for those opportunities. When the woman came with an issue of blood before, uh, with an issue of blood, and she touched the hem of his garment. And she was made whole from that moment on. That was, that was peace that she received. She received the shalom of God. She received the healing of God. His mere presence changed the atmosphere. There were parts of Paul's clothing and Peter that they just said, uh, let, g- give us your clothes, man. We'll cut it up in twos and we'll, we'll lay it upon the people. Or at the, even the shadow of Peter, lives were changed. You and I carry the, the, the abundance and the, the, the shadow of God upon us. And and the more conscious we are of that. In other words, we're so conscious of it that we're aware all the time of what's going on. Holy Spirit, what is it you want to do? Because I'm a carrier of your peace. When we come around, there should be a stealing effect around people. There should be a a, a temperamental change that that they come up under because we're there. Because we're carrying it. We're carrying it. You see, uh, Kim and I, our home, is is a place where we we watch over peace. We contend for peace. We, we desire an atmosphere of peace. And so when, when that's not going on, when, when, when there's something that is not peaceful, not whole in our household, we seek to deal with it. Like, you, you know, you, you can't bring unrest here. Well, the same is true in our own lives. We should demand of, of the things of God no unrest. And be carriers of that. Be carriers of the peace. If anything, this Christmas, stop seeking to get a gift and seek to give a gift. Seek to give the peace of God out. Seek to move out with affection towards others that you see are hurting and are in need of a touch. Not from you, but a touch from God that's in you. And you don't have to look far. You don't have to go far. Just allow the peace of God. And the peace of God is released through words. It's released through through you loving someone so much as to, to speak life to them, to pray for them, to administer to them, to let them know how much you care for them. That's the peace of God. It would be my desire this morning that everyone would leave this place today and be the Jesus be the Christ child. Be the one that is birthed into the lives of other people this very day. That the peace of God. How dare us as Christians go around and create hell for others? When we are supposed to be the bears, the peacemakers. You see, we have to be ever so conscious that the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing the work. And so on that being said, if the Holy Spirit and the representation of the Holy Spirit is a dove, and the doves are very sensitive, sensitive creatures. So if I want a dove on my shoulder and I'm trying to get down these steps, I'm going to go down ever so careful. So I'm trying to keep the dove on my shoulder I can't be screaming what you want what you doing I'll kill you no that, that, would, that would cause the dove to but run off I want to be gentle ever so gentle ever so gentle because my job is to sow peace in a field of righteousness to be ever conscious that the Holy Spirit is with me and he's the one that wants to do the work I'm not going to show off in some restaurant and lose the peace of God and the ability to minister to other people I heard a story just recently and I won't give the person's name. I just thought it was a beautiful story. And I just, I just loved it. And there's a, a, a member of our church here. And I won't give their names. Uh, but they said they took a, 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 a bowl of coins that they have stored up for some time. And they took it and they cashed all those coins in. And said it came out to be a whole lot. Quite a bit of money. And with that money, they put it in envelopes. And as they are led by the Holy Spirit, by the gentle witness of the Holy Spirit, they bless people. Not for attention, not for gain. Sometimes in secret, as secretive as they can. They said once recently that they were going through a restaurant. See, we're bringing peace, right? Prosperity. And as they were going through the restaurant, they just put the envelope on the table as they were leaving. And the peace of God came in. Because only if they say, Jesus loves you. We're distributors. We're the administrators of peace now. We are the administrators of peace. You'll find out that as you, as you are ever conscious of the Holy Spirit's work, there will be attractions, there will be affections, there will be things that will you'll be drawn to. And you, for whatever reason, you'll say, I, I need to pray for you. Or may I pray for you? After talking to them for a little while, after finding out, don't be so rushed, quick to just sow the seed without first tilling at the ground. Spend some time getting to know people first. Spend some time getting to know what their situation is. Get to know what the, my, um, the mitigating circumstances are. And then as you see fit, you bring peace out. And you drop it amongst them. Or you ask that you can pray for them. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're an ailment. Maybe they're whatever. Remember, we carry, we carry the peace of God. So as we close out this morning, that's what I want you to be most aware of today is how can, I, how can I distribute, how can I be an administrator of peace, soundness, wholeness, safety, security, healing, healing in multiple forms, healing, just physical healing, uh, mentally healing of, of relationships, harmony, bringing harmony back into people's lives. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. I got a I got a, um, a request just yesterday, and um, and someone was was had had contacted my my uh, my someone that I know. Actually, my daughter, and was asking, could you have your daddy send me some scriptures? can you send me some scriptures for some situation I'm getting ready to go through? And I said, most definitely. And we gave him peace. Peace. We distributed. We administered. Peace. Let's make a determination not to get rattled anymore. Not to lose it. But to grab hold of peace. It's available. It's ours. It's for us. The Prince of Peace, the ruler, the ruler, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace is here. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.